Uh, it's time for the podcast. And you know what that means. A glass of vino, your favorite local beer, or of course, your favorite non-alcoholic bevy consumed ethically. So go on, indulge us. That's right. Leave us a review, share it with your mates, or sign up and just enjoy the no dickhead policy. Sparky Coach, energizing your business to say the least. Excuse me, sir. Is this El Clinico Magnifico? Ah, you saw our bus ad. Okay. No, I think we should probably go tropical with this thing. Uh-huh. Like sand from wall to wall. I know a great sand guy would get at a price. Good morning or afternoon, wherever you are. Whatever you're doing, Crowy here, Sparky Coach. You know the rules. Whatever you need to say. Whatever you need to do. And uh, shout out to the wonderful... Charlie Palmer, Chuck Palmer, me and him have been, he's just joined our program maybe a couple of months ago and we've just been frothing on some old school punk rock, some Millencolon in particular. Uh, yeah, Chuck, got me thinking today of uh, if you know if you know the songs, right, I'm just going to belt it out. I don't like you, you don't like me, you know it, right? I don't like you, you don't like me. Got me thinking um, this is not what today's on, today's on um, – B and I. <laughs> this is not on but this is a sideways topic, which I think is gonna help someone. Um there's times in business where you just don't wanna go drive your own ship. You know those times when you're so frustrated as a staff member or something's just not quite gelling. It's really interesting being a coach actually, because people sit in front of me and you know, we might be in a session on billable hours or a session uh, on their sort of the, the beastimator, we call it the unique business pathway to success and showing them, Hey, if you play this card and do this card and watch out here, you, you, you know, you can do some good things. And it's funny. Like, hey, how are you going? And, and someone will be like, Oh man, my fourth year or, or my second year or, or my admin or my, my tradie. You know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Those times when, um, and you can really hear it in people's voices. It's not like you're having a small issue. It's not like it's been once or twice. It's, this is a long time. And you sit with people, and it might be three years, four years, two and a half years. It might be six months. They go, you know what? I knew from the first day. You know what? And it's crazy that sometimes you cannot like going to your own business. And it sounds crazy if you don't have staff but it's amazing what you can put up with if you're busy it's amazing what you can just walk past continually if you're busy it's amazing if you don't have those rules of like one month two month three month probation uh interviews or um check-ins and it's funny because the the three month probation isn't necessarily to see if they're happy to be honest um i i care if they're happy but i i don't really care if they're happy in relation to am i happy uh, am I happy? Are they doing the work that I want them to do? Are they being polite? Are they being kind? Are they being tidy? Are they being neat? And I said, you just got to put things in place in, in your business to make sure that you're happy turning up in, into work. That's very, very important. If someone's consistently driving morale down, if someone's consistently driving the team down, whether that's through a poor job on site, whether that's through consistently no job notes, whether that's through a poor attitude or whether that's through... and we attitude i say this a lot a little bit of wit, a little bit too much yeast ruins ruins a batch right one bad apple ruins the fruit bowl we've all seen the fruit the fruit flies like crowding around the fruit bowl and, and that's like that maybe the fruit flies are a metaphor for the tension you feel in business when you know you walk into the fruit bowl and like 
damn it, <laughs> what's off? Like, what's going on? That's like coaching for me. Sometimes you're walking in, look at something and go, what's going on? Like, I can hear in your voice, something doesn't feel quite right. Are you okay? And then someone's like, oh, she's this. And you, by the time you break it down, you realize it doesn't even seem like your guys are a good fit together. It sounds like you might even know the answer. So I want to encourage everyone, if you're not happy turning up to your own uh, business, if you're not happy sailing your own boat or driving your own car, whatever you want to call it, maybe you need to make some changes and if you're in that boat of i don't like you you don't like me you know what i'm saying the Millen colin fans out there you guys know what i'm saying uh if you're in that kind of boat it's time to have some hard conversations and just look at yourself in the mirror wherever you are and just give yourself a woof woof give yourself a maybe the dogs do that probably i don't have a dog never really been a dog person i know it's offensive to some people but um but yeah never really been a dog person to be honest i mean my family we grew up with sort of goldfish i had a a mouse lived in my car when i was 19 his name was pedro sivanaceva in reference to the great petro sivanaceva he actually crawled up my exhaust pipe one day and i couldn't leave of course i couldn't leave this is my baby we're talking about so i had to wait till he came out with some pellets this was a funny car i had a ford laser i think it was a first car it might have been an 87 or 86 model i'm talking you can open you could open the car door the the driver's (laughs) driver's with a paddle pop stick right just like put it in just a tiny bit turn it and you're in no keys no worries no shoes no problems no problemo am i right but uh hey i really want to encourage you if you're not happy turning up in your own business you might want to do something about that because um we spend a lot of time there and also the most underrated thing especially if you've got a team is that your staff might not want to be around that person and i remember sitting at smoker one day and there was this guy just like blown up about his boss and his boss just happened to be one of my best mates and he didn't I don't think he even knew we were friends and he was just like I'm paid this and I'm worth this you know those people that think they're worth heaps of money and it's like it's like you're not that good like are you not that I've been watching I've been watching you're not that good right and I really just like ranting and I was like oh look I'd really like you to stop talking about x he's my mate we're really close and um, you know, if you're not happy with your pay, just talk to him. <laughs> like, just just shut up and and talk to the person that can actually help you. Why are you telling everyone how good you are? If you were that good, you probably wouldn't have worked. And it's like, and working, people have to agree to work for things. But just be careful who you're listening to, and be careful who's dragging your business down. And sometimes, um, you know, if you're not happy going there, ask yourself the question: Who else isn't happy going there? If you've got an admin person that's really dragging the chain, um, first and foremost, can can we correct it? Can we right the wrong? Or is it too far gone? Do we need to rip the bandaid off? What needs to happen? I'm not just saying fire everyone. Poof, 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 poof. I'm not saying you act like you're in time crisis too and just go like shooting everyone on a whim and firing them. I'm just saying, hey, um, maybe ask yourself the question, is it working? Is it not? Because it doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. It doesn't have to. It's like my policy with working with partners. It doesn't have to work. It's okay if it doesn't work. And I just want to preface this. The amount of people I sit with, oh, fuck, how do I even say this? I'm just going to come right and say it. The amount of people I sit with whose partners are massive kooks in the office and dragging the business down and shouldn't be involved is astronomical, right? So it's like, like if it's not working, it's not working. If they're not going to help you, then we just need to have an open conversation. I don't want to be rude. It's not, it's not emotional. It's like, it's like, 
if you had Helen working for you, because or, or Jane, Helen or Jane, whatever you want, if you had Helen working for you, Helen can't be like, oh, I didn't get the invoices out because I had the sick baby. Oh, you know, I had to pick that dining table up from, from town. Oh, you know, I had to have coffee because you know what Susie is going through. <laughs> and it's like, Helen can't have those excuses. H Helen's just got to get the invoices done because that's what she's paid to do. That's what she's paid to do. That's what she's paid to do. So if it's not working, there's got to be that clear, like, and also um, most relationships have an element of we've been together a long time and I can talk quite openly and freely. And there's something so beautiful about that. And there's something so detrimental to that. The fact that you can talk to someone however you want isn't necessarily a good thing. So if you do have that uh, husband, wife, uh, admin sort of dynamic, you might want to just make sure you're speaking to each other. And also you can't talk to Helen like, Helen, <laughs> would you just do that? Helen, Helen. You can't talk to Helen like that, right? Uh, so don't talk to your wife like that or don't talk to your husband like that, depending on what side of the fence you sit on. All good, baby. However you roll is all good. Whatever you dabble in, um, just be you. You do you. I'm happy if you're happy. That, that, that's the situation here. So that was a little side hustle. But we are actually talking about BNI. We're talking about a business network. I don't even know what it stands for. International. I'll tell you a bit of story. Um, something. I don't know. Someone's going to laugh at me. I don't know if that's it. But essentially, your business will hit a point. Um, and we're we're big believers on the hustle. You got to go on the David Hasselhoff for work or the Helen Hunt, whatever you want to call it. The Helen Hunt for work or the David Hasselhoff. Both good things, right? Both incredible actors. Am I right? T Helen Hunt Twister. Right? Gets swept up in in the twist nuts great movie go back and watch that you're welcome all right so where were we now i'm lost in like a helen hunt matrix of just beautifulness anyway i'll tell you who else is beautiful david hasselhoff david hasselhoff hustle for work but essentially um you know you know the rules you try and find someone who can give you repeat work and and the best thing to do is find a chip in, like find someone you know in that industry who can recommend you because that's like, you know, I always share this example. Imagine you calling my brother straight after this meeting and saying, I was just hanging with Greg, like, yeah, um, you know, if we caught up, I was just hanging with Greg. Yeah, how are you? He's like, oh, cool. How is he? You know, because that automatic warmness, that chip in that relationship. But if you call my brother on a cold call, Oh hey, it's 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 Brett from from Mr. Electrical. <laughs> he's gonna be like, how did you get my number? Ah! He's not, probably not even gonna answer, to be honest. And there's a huge difference between warm and cold. So go warm first, and go cold if you have to. But uh, but you know, a cold call is one step closer to a warm call. Every no is closer to a yes, <laughs> if you if you if you like that sales tactic. But uh, but yeah, if I, um, so eventually you're gonna um exhaust your i don't hate this word but like network you're gonna exhaust the people you know exhaust your warm chip-ins right and you're gonna have to be in a position where you meet new people for some people that might be at the start of your business if you start if you've moved to a new town you don't really know anyone for if you've established business in a town i don't know for me i went to school in my hometown i surfed in my hometown i played lawn bowls in my hometown like I, we, we did i knew lots of people and just from sheer proximity of growing up in the local area so so it's like for me that time came at about three tradies three apprentices about that team of four five six whatever you know I've, I've 
everyone had run its course. There was no one else who had a really call. Cool. So I'm like, I need to meet new people. And just at that time, I was working for this builder and they had a, a BDM business development manager. And she was like, Greg, why don't you come across to, the, to this meeting? It's B&I. And I was like, what the flood? <laughs> like, like, well, I don't even know what it is, right? So I was like, oh, cool. And I was like trying to get in with this builder. And I was like, oh, cool, cool. I'll, I'll, come, I'll come for a look. Went there. It was the most surreal cult-like what the hell is happening? Like lots of energy, lots of cars being passed around, lots of people like, oh, hi, I'm, I'm Susie. We run the best marketing aging you've ever seen. And someone's like, I'm looking to work with these people. I was just looking around going, if this isn't a cult, like, am I going to be okay? Are they going to throw a poncho on me? Do I need to tech? Do I have reception? Do I, did I leave my phone at the door? Do I need to tell someone I'm going to be all right? Like, am, am I, am I, am I going to come out 20 years later, just donning this poncho, super long hair with like 20 kids going like, yeah, you know, just come join the, <laughs> come join the family, man. <laughs> like, like, was that me? I don't even know. I'm so scared. What the hell's going on? And there's people like running around and someone's like, ah, oh, do this and I do this. And, and I was left there. Um, a bit confused, just like, what is this? What is, is this actually a cult? Like, am I trapped? Can I get out? Is that emergency exit just painted on or can I bust out that door? I don't even know. I'm super scared, but kind of intrigued what's going on. And they're going like, we've got this closed business, closed business and, and stuff. Anyway, long story short, I'm not, I'm not dissing it. Stay, stay in the zone. If you're from BNI, don't sue me. Finish the podcast before you sue me. I was saying that's my experience. It was a bit weirded out by the whole thing. And they only take essentially what a BNI is. It's a business network, and different people call them different things. And it might be a BCAA if you're uh, in the southern in the southern golden state of Tasmania. It could be a business network meeting or just like a local sort of community thing. I don't know, but essentially it's a bunch of business owners coming together to give each other work. And, and at a stage where you don't might not necessarily know any new avenues to meet people this might be a great opportunity i think i paid like 1200 bucks for the year this was a while ago and you know you go to your morning meeting and then you you sort of go oh i'm greg from crow electrical yeah we do anything with wires this month or this week we're looking to work with some new landscapers builders it like whatever this you say who you're going to look to work for and I get asked this a lot too, that people are like, how do you, how do you pitch yourself? How, how do you, even if you're calling someone to, um, to say, Hey, I'd like to get your work. Like, how do you, how do you go about sort of asking that? I always, uh, for me, it was hinged off that inner confidence. I knew I was good at my job. I knew I was honest. I knew we had a good team. I knew that there was potentially no one better to do their work than me, right? That was hinged off. You can call that arrogance you can call that ego you can call that confidence you can call that whatever you want but i was like i'm comfortable with our product i'm comfortable with who i am i know we're not going to take the piss i know we're going to look after them i know we're going to treat them well and i'm not looking to hit it and quit it baby i'm looking for a long-term relationship right i'm looking for someone we can work for in 10 years time and i know that and that's like if i do the right thing by them they'll do the right thing by us and we'll, we'll continue the relationship right so mine was always hinged from this inner confidence that who else? Like, why not me? And I want to tell you, wherever you're driving, whatever you're doing, why not you? Why not you? Why not you? Get that inner confidence. Get that inner arrogance. Get that inner, like, highway rat kind of attitude. Like, this, I'm going to ask this work. And I would just ask. Like, if someone's, um, I think you just got to be straight up. You just got to, if you want work with someone, 
It's like, hey, we feel like we're good at our job. We've seen you guys. We would like to work with you. How do we go about uh, getting something to quote? Give me something to quote, right? Just ask. If you want something, just ask. There's nothing worse than people not saying what they really mean. So the general rule of thumb is say what you mean, mean what you say, don't say it mean. Say what you mean, mean what you say, don't say it mean. That's If you can live with that ethos, you will do some good and wonderful and grand things, as Winnie the Pooh says. It's a grand and wonderful day today. Ah, Winnie the Pooh, what a legend. Anyway, uh, moving on to B&I. Yeah, so I, I, jo- I actually joined up. I remember this guy called me and he was a full legend. And I, I, I talked to him because I was kind of watching when I first got there, like, what the hell is going on? And then I met um, two sort of really nice people that I really got along with. One was in IT and one was a um, sort of like a maintenance guy, like a bit of a jack of all trades. And he would do a lot of roofing and gutter clean for stuff. And I got chatting to those guys. One of them surfed. One of them was just, um, you know, those people you just, you know, and you just get along with someone. I was like, oh, I just like, I would, I would have a beer with that guy. But, and and um, just got along with him. We shared a similar ethos and, and stuff. So I was like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll, I'll sign up. So I signed up. They put you through this big interview process, like you're going for president or something. <laughs> so they ask heaps of questions, and don't get don't get uncomfortable by that. Like they're just asking, you know, and they're, all they're doing is sort of, um, I guess vetting you. And, and I just think like, it's, I just got, I got through the interview process, and I do they always try and make it seem like someone else is? Oh, there's someone else trying out for your spot, and you know you gotta you better act now. And I just hate that stuff. My whole body just shuts down when 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 you, when you hear someone like when you know enough about sales to know like that someone else knows about sales, and and they and and I'm a big believer that like if someone can talk you into it, then someone can talk you out of it. So I'm never gonna try and like sell someone anything without them wanting to buy it because i'm like i don't want them to regret buying this thing this that sucks it's like my worst nightmare right so it's like cool sweet met these guys got interviewed like i was going for president and i went there and i remember the first week like you basically have to pitch your, your business and and say who you close business with like you know i you know thanks rick for giving us 10 grand worth of work and you for 150 bucks or whatever and i didn't say i didn't have a referral for someone and i got, got pulled aside and they were like hey, you know you've got to have a referral for someone and i'm like what do you mean like i don't even know anyone i don't even want to recommend someone i don't know that's like it goes against my core belief system i like, i don't even know these people why why would i recommend them to do work with my friends or family or people i know like i'm not going to chip someone into my client base if i don't know them if they cook it or they stuff up or they're dishonest or they overcharge or they take the piss, that's my reputation cooked. Like, like you, you can you can politely get stuffed in, in that situation. And I was kind of said that to them, not in probably those words. I was like, oh, I'm a bit uncomfortable, like giving people work I don't know. Like I, I've never really done that before. And, you know, and that, I guess that's with referral marketing schemes and everything, just kind of um, you just got to be really careful. When you refer someone on, there's greater stakes than, than money. It's like if I refer someone and I get a hundred bucks for it and then they stuff something up and that affects my reputation, that's really bad. Like I can lose a client because I said someone was good or I said, hey, trust this person because they're getting it because they trust me. And I'm like, you know, I got to be really, really careful there. So, all right. Um, so anyway, so I went there and I got through a little bit and then I ended up like really liking the IT guy. So he gave me a job at his house and it was pretty good like i think it was an alarm system 
sort of six or eight of those slimline fluoros in his back off a few PowerPoint starter points, bits and pieces like that, maybe like, I don't know, four or five grand worth of work, did it. Uh, he was super stoked. We had a beer and and then I was like, come meet. And so I had someone go, do you want an IT? Do you know an IT company? I was like, yeah, I know someone. They went there. That was my, I was, I was pretty, I'd say pretty, not scared, but apprehensive. And, and the guy went and did the job and, um, and, I got a call from my mate's dad who was running a pretty serious business at the time who we did all the electrical work for. And he was like, these guys are awesome. And I was like, oh, thank God. Oh, and I was like, yes, cool. Like so good, you know? And, uh, and that started a really great relationship with me and the IT company. I reckon we ended up doing like over, over a million dollars worth of work with them over four or five years. It was such a great relationship. Um, and, and then, and still call him to this day. So I met him, I met someone else, the maintenance guy, like I was saying earlier, met him. And then I, uh, <laughs> this is actually pretty funny. I got a, he's like, Oh, you got to call these guys. I, I don't want to name them, but like, it was a pretty large company in Surrey Hills in, in Sydney went to this like giant warehouse like seven massive studios and and then they were pretty much underwater so i i went there not underwater but if you know parts of alexandria flood uh in 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 the inner city and it was kind of in alexandria and uh oh yes not sorry hills alexandria i went there um their floor box is underwater i was like oh there's your problem. <laughs> you want to know what happened? Your floor box is underwater, right? Let me put my goggles on. I'll go under and have a look. So, so I disconnected that, got, got on working again. It was the, by that time the water had subsided, but the floor box was still had water in it. And um, anyway, it turns out that a major part of the flooding, this is the funny part, in that particular area was due to the maintenance guy saying that he cleaned the gutters two weeks earlier, but he didn't. So, so like the water sort of backed up, poured over and just trashed their reception area. A anyway, it was like, so I met, so I got in with those, um, that company and then actually a, a larger company came and bought them. Um, and then we got their work and it was just like this flow on effect. Then we started working for other people and, and then, and then we, um, <clears throat> all, all the, excuse me, all, all the different like mum and dad jobs that would come in through there. We started, we, I still feel like we did a really good job. And, and I feel like anyone that worked for me at that time would, would say the same thing. It was a really good company. We we're doing some good things. We we're having a good time and we were, you know, our product was good and, and, and our price was reasonable and we were making really good money due to how our business was sort of structured. Um, I'd love to show you that if you ever jump on a strategy session, but, um, cause you can structure your business really poorly or you can structure your business really, really cleverly. And you got to know how the numbers work to try and work out a skin the cat. So in other words, would I, what would I do if someone asked me to join a BNI? I think it's a good idea. I think what's it going to cost you is sort of, two to three hours a week of maybe the meetings 90 minutes but you got to drive there and you got to have a coffee with someone or a zoom meeting there is like an element of that you've got to be there every week or a represent representative for your company's got to be there every week so there's a bit of a commitment area and they get pretty weird if you if you don't go i would definitely um I would, I would not join the board of it unless you've been there for ages. It's just like a bit of a commitment. So don't join for like two years. Just have a little rule there. Um, what are the cons? You could possibly end up in a commune forever. That might not even be a bad thing. You might be stoked. You might be like, yeah, commune, <laughs> no TV, <laughs> heaps of sex. <laughs> Perfect. <clears throat> Man, that's funny. Um, but yeah, what, what do you look for? If, you, if you're looking for a, um, for a BNI, you would look for people that, 
you got along with you'd be looking for people that can give you work so if you went to one you and just had like sort of accountants and different people you'd be like oh i don't know about that not saying don't know about that but you look for like an it company someone can give you repeat work if you're if you're a sparky obviously a maintenance person a builder a plumber look for other trades and, and look for one with a good temperament of people you like in a good area that, that's what you're sort of looking for um like I said, like that, and it's, it's going to grow your existing network. It's going to be a good opportunity to meet some new people. And it's going to give you, this is what I underestimated, you get access to, to the people they know. So the IT company I worked for, that was fantastic. And he gave us a lot of work, but he chipped us into like his four or 500 clients. And, and I was like, wow, I didn't, I didn't even factor in the fact that he, he gave us his work great and there when they renovated their factory all good we got their work but we also got chipped into their clients and i think that's what you're looking for you're always looking for ways to sort of meet new people and like i said if you're good at your job and and, and you're honest and you're reliable and, and you can do the one percent as well you can turn up on time you can sweep you can pat the dog you can say bye to the baby you, you can jump in the roof and you can wipe some down like fingerprints off if you're good at the one percenters and you're good at your job and want to grow your business it can be a fantastic uh place to meet people right fantastic place to meet people so what would i do i reckon i'd do it if I was a great chance to practice your public speaking, great chance to, um, yeah, like I said, just just get around in the community and meet people and that kind of stuff. So don the poncho, see what happens. And if you don't come back for 20 years, at least have a good story for me, right? That, that's a big thing. So happy BNIing and um, yeah, hopefully see you guys soon. Peace out, bye.